This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A little more than two years ago, the FT's Claire Bushy hopped onto a conference call to hear about a new deal that General Motors was announcing. The day that the GM deal was announced, I was on the call with a bunch of other reporters, and I was nervous and intimidated because I had only been writing about automotive for like nine months at that point. And so, you know, I'm listening to them describe this deal and I'm just thinking like, everyone must know something about this that I don't understand. Now, in this deal, General Motors planned to take a $2 billion equity stake in this buzzy new company called Nikola. Just a few months earlier, Nikola had gone public with ambitious plans to transform the trucking industry by manufacturing electric and hydrogen-powered trucks. And in exchange for the equity stake, the plan was for GM to engineer and manufacture an electric pickup truck for Nikola, while allowing the startup to access GM-approved parts. They were were taking equity in Nikola sort of as payment for producing Nikola's Badger, which was going to be a pickup truck, an electric pickup truck. But it just seemed really strange to me that, you know, if like Nikola is this hot new company and they supposedly have cutting edge fuel cell electric vehicle technology, like why is GM going to be the company making it? Because why would the company that supposedly has this revolutionary intellectual property not be the company that is making the product? And so on that conference call, there's the CEO of GM, Mary Barra, and this guy named Trevor Milton, who's the founder and at the time, the executive chairman of Nikola. And so on these kinds of calls, the press gets to ask questions. And when it becomes Claire's turn, She has hers ready. I tried to like ask something like, can you explain this further to me? So what happened when you asked that? Trevor talked a lot, like word salad, you know? And again, I was listening and like, as a reporter, sometimes you're just like constantly trying to like make sense of something. And sometimes that's because you just don't understand it and you you need to be able to absorb something new. But in some cases, it's because it doesn't make any sense. And... In that moment, I thought I was in the first kind of interaction, and I was definitely in the second. As the company's founder, Trevor Milton was the face of Nikola. He was the one leading these product reveals. Oh, we've been waiting so long to show this to the world. You have no idea. It's just, uh... 
It's hard to even contain uh, my emotion about this. And telling the world about his David versus Goliath vision of his company. You imagine going up against the biggest companies in the world. It wasn't against a, a neighborhood company or even a big company. We go up against the biggest in the world, people, 40, 50 billion dollar market caps. This is what we've been able to show the world we can do. But that weird feeling that Claire had, within mere days of that phone call, something would come out that would totally change the course of this company, Nikola, and the life of its founder, Trevor Milton. And ultimately, two years later, it led to Milton finding himself in a New York City courtroom facing charges of fraud. Tendera from the Financial Times. On this week's episode of Behind the Money, we're digging into the trial of Trevor Milton, the founder of electric truck startup Nikola, and what this trial says about founder and investor culture today. Claire, thank you so much for coming on Behind the Money. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much. So, Claire, let's start with the basics here. Who is Trevor Milton? Trevor Milton, he's 40 right now. He spent most of his childhood in Utah, and he did an interview with a trade publication a few years ago, and he said that his father was a manager on the railroad and that his mother died of cancer when he was a teenager. Uh, he dropped out of college, um, sort of had like a few business ventures that didn't go anywhere when he was a younger man. And then he kind of stumbled upon this idea of retrofitting diesel trucks so that they could also like partially run on natural gas, which is a cleaner form of energy. So he gets involved with this venture in 2009. This is in Utah. And in order to run this business, he raises a lot of money from acquaintances, from people he knows in the Mormon church. And he gets some mid-sized companies that want to buy this diesel hybrid system from him. But not long after, his company gets hit with a couple of lawsuits. Both are from groups essentially saying that the company wasn't doing what it said it could do. Both lawsuits are dismissed, and Trevor moves on to something new. Nicola. So, Claire, what was Nicola trying to do? Nicola is supposed to be a hydrogen electric trucking company. So we're still on this idea of changing the trucking industry so that it has greener emissions or in the case of hydrogen electric, having zero emissions. You know, that's the dream. And the idea is that uh, customers will buy the truck from Nikola for about $300,000. And then they will also buy the hydrogen from a system of stations across the country. And that Nikola will also get $400,000 
over the life of each truck. So, you know, $700,000 for each truck sold. And, um, you know, like, it's a good idea. It's just one of those things that's incredibly hard to do in the execution. So anyway, jumping forward a few years and in 2020, Nicola goes public, but they don't go through the usual initial public offering process. Instead, they take this very, you know, in a 2020 sort of way, trendy path. And that is that they go public with a SPAC or special purpose acquisition company. Now, we did a whole episode about SPACs a couple months ago and a lot of the issues surrounding them. So, uh, Claire, could you just briefly explain what's unique about a SPAC compared to an IPO? So an initial public offering, basically, private companies sell shares through an investment bank to institutional investors. And a SPAC, basically, you have like a shell company that already goes public, and then they find a private company to merge with. And the main difference is that an IPO involves more scrutiny. Right. SPAC equals less scrutiny. Okay. So then Nicola goes public and... What happens next? So the the stock does really well. Trevor Milton is out on Twitter and he is promoting the stock. It is perceived as, you know, possibly a Tesla rival in some ways. In fact, you know, the name of the company, it's modeled after the inventor, Nikolai Tesla. So it plays on that. And the price of the stock keeps rising. And at one point, very briefly, it had a higher market capitalization than Ford without ever making a product. Okay. So, you know, without putting a product on the market, the company has a pretty great summer then, all things considered. And, you know, then just after Labor Day on September 8th, Claire, you go on this conference call to hear about this big new GM deal and you report on that. Um, So what happens next? Two days later, after GM announces their plans to take an equity stake, a short seller named Hindenburg Research puts out this report. You know, they actually took their name after the blimp filled with hydrogen that famously exploded. Wow. Okay. Um, And just to remind listeners, a short seller is someone who believes that the price of a stock is going to go down, and they essentially place a financial bet that the stock will drop. Um, So... What does this Hindenburg research have to say? Basically, what they say is Trevor Milton has a shady business history that Nikola does not have its own special automotive technology. They're just relying on suppliers and saying it is their own. And infamously, Hindenburg Research introduces the world to the Nikola in motion video. That's right. And so this video that we're talking about, it still lives on on the Internet. And I'm actually going to pull it up and play it here. Um, So could you just describe what we're actually looking at? So you're looking out at this sort of vast American landscape of sort of, you know, burnt grass in a desert-like scrubby little plants. And you're seeing this long strip of concrete and there is this truck that is moving. And it has kind of a 
Oh, sort of a sleek, almost sheared off face. And it's a it's a semi, you know, it's an 18 wheeler, a it's a it's a really big truck, and there's kind of this like charged music playing. And you you see this truck like rolling across the landscape. And you know, it all seems like very exciting. <laughs> and the thing is. The land looks flat, and I spoke with someone shortly after the short seller's report came out. I spoke with someone who was able to talk about where that was filmed because they had gone and visited the site. And that land is not flat. It is very much on a grade. And so, yeah, it's... truck was rolling downhill. Yeah, because part of your job for reporting on this was you were trying to verify these claims from the Hindenburg Research Report where they were saying, hey, no, actually, this is rolling downhill. So you needed to go and sleuth that out and actually see if you could confirm that. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. And so to recap, this Hindenburg short seller report comes out on September 10th, just two days after that big GM deal was announced. Uh, what happened after that? So the stock drops immediately. It was at like $50.05 on September 8th, and then it drops down to $37.57 by the close of business on the 10th. And Trevor Milton and Nicola just go into like massive damage control. And Milton is a really big fan of Twitter, <laughs> kind of like this Elon Musk model. And he tweets that this report is a, quote, hit job because Hindenburg, as a short seller, is going to make money if the stock price drops. So the company is trying to do damage control, but there's an awful lot of damage to contain because this report comes out on September 10th. And five days later, we at the FT had a scoop and we reported that the Department of Justice was investigating them. So lots of damage. So within days of all that, Trevor Milton stepped down from his role as executive chairman at Nicola. And in July 2021, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York charged Trevor with two counts of securities fraud, one count of wire fraud, and about a year later added a second count of wire fraud. So Claire, what did Trevor do? How did he respond to all of this? Trevor Milton's public relations team puts out a statement saying that he is innocent and that the mere charging of him is an example of trying to criminalize entrepreneurship. You know, he's he's arrested, he posts a $100 million bond, and meanwhile, Nicola is continuing to pay his legal bills because that was actually part of his separation agreement with the company. And then finally, in September of this year, so just a few weeks ago, Trevor Milton's fraud trial begins. So, Claire, how's it all been going? So basically, the the trial has been three weeks of prosecutors presenting their case. And Milton's defense presented for about a day. Okay. And And what's the main crux of the prosecutor's argument then? The main thing that prosecutors are arguing is that he drove up the share price to enrich himself by making false and misleading statements. And that, that that is fraud. 
and it's from making like hyped up claims about the technology, saying that they were able to produce hydrogen at a rate like a quarter of the cost of what it actually costs to produce it, and that he specifically targeted small retail investors. And what's the defense saying? That he was following the company's marketing plan and he didn't say anything he didn't think was true. That's because with fraud, you have to show that they knew what they were saying was wrong and they still said it anyway. But at the moment, we're in a bit of a holding pattern with the trial. Before it could conclude last week, the court adjourned and is scheduled to resume again later this week. But now, Claire, what's been happening at Nicola during all of this? I mean, some people might wonder, you know, hearing everything, does this company still even exist? Well, they have had to recall the 93 trucks that they have so far have produced. And there was an issue with the seatbelts. And so they had to recall them. Turns out manufacturing trucks is hard. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this story about Trevor Milton and Nicola, you can certainly see some parallels between this and the events that unfolded with Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, with Marcus Braun and Wirecard. This isn't exactly a new story, Uh, you know, a charismatic or interesting or quote-unquote brilliant founder who's accused of misleading investors. Um, I'm wondering if you can see a common thread between these stories. I think it speaks a little bit to the herd mentality of investment, the assumption that other people have done their homework, even if you haven't done yours, and that if smart people are investing, then surely it must be um, a smart investment. And... I think that can get out of hand really quickly. And there's also like a fear of missing out. Do you think there's any evidence that investors are getting better about not buying into like this founder evangelist type thing? I think that's a deeply human thing, and I don't think it's ever going to go away. I mean, at the end of the day, a couple of things are true. People tend to trust others. And they tend not to do their homework. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, it's been a really big thing in the last several years, probably just because there's been so much easy money sloshing around. But there's always been people selling things that aren't what they say they are. You can find that in history books. One of my favorite stories that I covered as a young reporter in a small town in Ohio was a gentleman who came to town and promised that he was going to build a new stadium for the local high school. And it never happened. And he skipped town. And, you know, and there were a lot of really angry, hurt people who were kind of left behind after that. And I remember one of them told me, he would give you the shirt off his back. It just probably hadn't been paid for. And everyone really liked this guy, for, you know, until like they until they just couldn't see it. You know, they couldn't avoid it anymore that like they really had been done wrong. But like he was so jovial, well liked, good company, enjoyable to be around and uh, a good talker, you know? Well, Claire. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. We'll definitely be keeping our eyes peeled for what happens with Trevor Milton's trial. 
Thank you very much. Behind the Money is hosted by me, Michaela Tendera. This episode was edited by John Buckley. Topher Forges is our executive producer. Sound design and mixing by Sam Giovinco. Special thanks to Jessica Dye. Cheryl Brumley is the global head of audio. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business whether it's a local operation or a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.